if you're out there coaching kids, you know that it's one of the most rewarding jobs on the planet and comes with a lot of responsibility. Welcome to the More Than Skill podcast. I'm your host, Kara, and I teach mental strategy for youth athletes. Here on the podcast, I provide resources for everyone involved in youth sports, including the athletes themselves, to help them develop mental strategies for success. As coaches, I figure we have the physical aspect of our sports covered. Now it's time to give our athletes mental skills training to increase their success in sport and in life. Thanks for joining. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the next episode of the More Than Skill podcast. I'm your host, Kara, and I'm super excited to have you here today. So today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about self-sabotage, a very juicy topic. Um, and I'm going to teach you how you are, how you are um, self-sabotaging. I don't know if that's a word. <laughs> how you are doing that to yourself and also to your athletes that you coach, or I should say how they might be engaging in some self-sabotage when it comes to their goals and their desires. And this is a great episode for both of you. So it's a great episode for us as coaches and adults um, to use these, these techniques to get through this, but it's also great for your athletes as well. So let's dive right in. Um, self-sabotage. All of us do it. And it's something where it's basically just like negative talk to yourself, a surrounding a particular desire or goal. So a really, really great example and a very common example would be like weight loss. I feel like everybody wants to lose weight or get in shape. And it's just for a lot of people, it's just one of these things that it seems out of reach. They can just never, they can never obtain it. And if that has a lot to do with self-sabotage, because you kind of tell yourself, uh, I don't know, I don't think I can do this. Or you wake up in the morning and you go to do your workouts and you're like, no, I have this excuse, that excuse, this excuse to not do that. And that's what self-sabotage looks like. for. So for your athletes, this might be your athlete that... Uh, has a mental block for my cheer peoples, um, the athlete that, you know, can't throw the tumbling pass. This is for athletes that are not confident in their skill set, athletes that kind of have the potential, but you're really just not seeing them move forward with their skills. Um, and for you, it's, you know, it's the person that, like I said, wants to work out more, get in shape, or there's a certain goal or certain hurdle that you just can't get over. So what exactly is self-sabotage? What do I mean when I say that? It's just this, this quote in your head that's like, I don't want to do this right now, or here's an excuse. So that's what it is. And I want you to think about this from both, both perspectives, from your athletes and from your own. What is something that you want in your life? Or what is a skill set that your athlete needs or wants? But they're just not getting it simply because their thoughts are holding them back. So let me go into further detail. I believe that there's three reasons um, for self-sabotage. And they're kind of like unconscious. Like it's definitely in your subconscious mind. You're not like necessarily willingly or knowingly having these, these thoughts or why you're having these thoughts. It's just something that's been kind of ingrained in your head possibly since childhood. So three, three, three reasons that we might be self-sabotaging are as follows. One, 
there's some part of you, possibly a small part, possibly a large part, but some part of you that doesn't actually want it. And we'll go into further details in these in just a second. Number two, there's some part of you, small or large, that feels you don't deserve it. And number three, some part of you that is afraid to fail. So some part of you that doesn't want it, some part of you that feels you don't deserve it, and some part of you that is afraid to fail. So we'll go back to the weight loss example or the getting in shape example. And this is something for people that can last years, years and years. Why is that? Why do people have such a hard time losing weight? We know it's not because the tools aren't out there. We have the tools. There's so many different ways you can work out. I mean, for God's sakes, there's apps and there's the gym and there's, you know, using your workouts at home and you can run outside and God, I could go on forever. There's just so many ways to work out. And there's also ways to, there's communities to help you, to help you, you know, feel like you're not alone in that journey. And of course, there's so many resources online that help us to be able to create healthy recipes and motivation and things of that nature, but it's still so hard for everyone. Why is that? Well, probably some part of you doesn't really want it that badly, right? Maybe a small part of you just doesn't want it that badly. Maybe it's, you know, you're comfortable enough or you don't really want to have to spend more money buying new clothes. And like I said, this is not conscious. Like you're not waking up in the morning and say, I'm not going to work out because um, I don't really want it. Like nobody's going to think that outrightly. But there could be a small part of you that doesn't want it. And that's going to take some examining on your part. Um, maybe you are a person that grew up with without a lot of confidence. Maybe you you didn't grow up feeling like you had a lot of self-worth. Maybe there were people in your ear saying, you're not good enough. And that has just sat there in your subconscious mind for years and years and years. And without you even knowing it, you think you don't deserve it. That's number two. And this one goes really deep. Like how far back does that go? You This might be something from childhood where you feel like, you know, somebody was telling you you're not good enough and that you don't deserve it. So without, again, without actually willingly, you know, knowing that you don't deserve it, it could be something deep inside you that's like, you know what, you're fat and you don't deserve to be skinny. And that's something, again, that you will need to examine. And then the third one is, I think the biggest one, especially for our athletes, is that some part of you is afraid to fail. And I know this is a big one for me. So, you know, back to our working out example, it's like you can you can download the workout apps or you can buy a gym membership. You can go to the store and get all kind of healthy, fresh food and have recipes on hand. And, you know, it's taking a lot of time and it's costing you money to be able to do this stuff. So maybe there's part of you that's like, um, you know what? I'd rather just not do this because that could end up being a complete waste of time and money to be paying for a gym membership that I'm just never going to use. Or... A lot of our athletes, especially in the cheerleading industry, you know, they want to they want to try new things and get new skills, but it's like, I'm comfortable where I'm at. Why would I go further and fail? And not only fail, but fail in front of everybody, fail in front of my coaches, fail in front of my teammates, and let myself down in the process. No thanks. It's easier to just stay where I'm at. And that could be true for a lot of athletes. Um, the fear of failure is something that's very real. It always has been, but even today, more so with social media and such, um, and these kids feeling pressure to be perfect and to be better and better and better and better, 
you know, the fear to fail is there and it's a big one. So, you know, it's, it's all of us are, are consumed by it. I am, I am definitely guilty, especially of the, the third one being afraid to fail. And again, it's not something that I'm thinking, like I'm not doing something thinking, uh, I'm not going to do this because I'm afraid to fail. It's just more rooted in your self-conscious, your, sorry, in your subconscious mind. And an example for me is like, you know, I go into the gym to coach my kids and a lot of times there's some tall tasks that need to be taken on. I mean, replacing athletes or, you know, teaching new stunts and teaching new tumbling, it's, it can be very difficult. And a lot of times subconsciously I'm thinking, hmm. You know, I think I'd rather just, you know, stick with this part of the lesson plan and not do the hard part because, you know, I don't want to fail. I don't want to let the kids down. I don't want to let myself down. And how crazy is that? It's like, whoa, it's so, that's such a toxic way to look at things. And I'm almost a little bit embarrassed telling you guys, like, sometimes I'm in the gym and I'm doing that. I'm like, I don't want to coach this kid because homegirl is needs a lot of work. Okay, and that's just going to take a lot of my mental energy. It's going to take a lot of my physical energy. And you know what? It's I feel more comfortable coaching this more advanced athlete. Come on, that's so toxic. Like, we can't be like that. And that's a good way to, to um, frame this to your kids as well. It's like we do it too, and you don't know that you're doing it unless you, unless you examine it. And it's going to take some time, and it might take some journaling. Everybody knows I'm a huge proponent of journaling. So it might take that to just sat, sit down and say, why am I afraid to fail? Why do I feel like I don't deserve this? And why don't I really want this? Food for thought. So let's talk about, you know, how we get through this. Why? I'm not going to tell you how to, you know, I'm not going to tell you about self-sabotaging and then not tell you how to fix it. <laughs> so the first step in getting past these sort of negative thoughts and, and toxic habits is to just be conscious of what your thoughts are. That's the very first step. And it's this thing called mindfulness. And, you know, we kind of all just go through our day sort of, you know, task by task. Like, okay, I have to go do this. I have to pick up my son from school. I have to, you know, it's time to get ready for work. But who is really paying attention to the thoughts that are going on in their head? It's a difficult thing to do, and it takes a lot of habit building to be able to get good at it. But the fir- the very first step to all of this is, is exactly that. It's being conscious of the thoughts that are going through your mind. Who knows if you're being negative? You don't even be, know if you're being negative if you're not conscious of it, right? So you have to be able to say to yourself, ooh, that thought that just went through my mind is not something that's serving me. So when I get into the gym and I say, oh man, that kid is so freaking hard to work with. At least I now know that I just thought that. I'm like, oh, that, okay, I just thought that. And that's not where I, it's not where I want to be. It doesn't serve me and it doesn't serve that child. And then the second step is I just flip it. I do the opposite of it immediately without thinking. There's no time for excuses. I just do it. So I'm looking at this kid and I'm like, you're a hard to coach. I recognize that I had that thought and then I go straight over to her and I coach her through it. And it's the same thing with your kids. So, you know, for example, they're working on a new tumbling skill or they're trying to get better at their free throws, whatever it is, 
or they're trying to, you know, become a better pitcher, hit the strike zone. I don't know. They have to recognize, you know, I don't want to do that drill because it's freaking hard. And then they have to say, oh, shit, I didn't, I, that's not a good thought. And then they have to say, no, here I go. Boom. No thought. No time for excuses. You just do it. You wake up in the morning, your alarm goes off, and you're supposed to be getting ready to go put on your workout clothes and go to the gym. The first thought that goes to your head is like, I'm freaking tired. I don't want to go do this. So you recognize that thought, say, oh, nope, that's not what I should be thinking. And you flip it. You get your ass out of bed, put your workout clothes on and go. And you don't think twice about it. There's no time for excuses. You just go and do it. You do the opposite of whatever the negative thought was. So I hope that makes sense. The first step is to recognize. The second step is to flip it and do the opposite of that. Again, the three things that might be um, sort of facilitating this self-sabotage. There's part of you that doesn't want it. There's part of you that feels you don't deserve it. And there's part of you that is afraid to fail. That third one is what I find most with my own athletes and with myself. I mean, I have some, you know, a little bit of some deep-rooted stuff from childhood. Um, just with, you know, a, a dad that was very, um, he expected a lot of us, you know. And, and you know, looking back, it's not like I think about it every day. I'm not like, oh, you know, my dad ruined my childhood by expecting a lot and demanding perfection and whatnot. But there may be some part, you know, in my subconscious mind that's like, if this isn't going to be perfect, then don't freaking do it. Don't waste your time. So, you know, everybody's an individual. Everybody has different motivators. Everybody has had different childhoods growing up. Everybody needs to think about what part of you feels like you don't deserve it, what part of you doesn't want it, and why. So I guess that could be another step in all this. Like the quick fix is be, be conscious of your thoughts and then flip it whenever you get a bad one and go do the opposite of what you don't want to do without thinking about it. But the third step could be, you know, you might need to spend some time figuring it out. You might need to spend some time saying, why do I feel like I don't deserve this? And it's a good one for, you know, making money. That's a really big one. A lot of people, you know, everybody wants to be rich, right? But many of us are saying, you know, subconsciously, I don't deserve that. I don't work hard. I don't, you know, I'm not getting up at 4.30 in the morning like, the richest people on earth are like, I'm not working, you know, these insane 16, 17, 18 hour days. I don't deserve money, but you do. Everyone is born with a right. Everyone is, is born deserving of everything that they want or need in life. So just keep that in mind. I hope this helps you guys and helps out your athletes. Um, it was definitely eye opening for me when I first kind of learned about this. It's just like, it's, it's, like I said before, I'm like, whoa, that's totally toxic. Like I've got to be able to turn that around. And now that I know I can do that, it's up to me to pass on my knowledge. So recognize those self-sabotage thoughts um, and flip them. Have no excuses. Teach your kids how to do it, especially when you're working with them one-on-one. -on -one. You can quickly explain to them like, hey, be conscious of your thoughts. What are you thinking in your head right now regarding this new skill or regarding what we're doing right now? Flip it. Take it head on. No excuses. All right, guys, that's my episode for today. I hope you have a wonderful Tuesday, and I will 
Talk to you next week.